0: Straight Talk from Israel.
1: You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.
0: Political Hitman. I'm Howie Silberger, your political hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio. You could join in the conversation by calling in 301-768-4841 301 768 4841 is the number in Israel. You could dial 265 151. It'd be interesting to talk to you. Iran has decided that uh, they're going to almost declare war on Israel again. Now, I remember years ago, uh, Bibi Netanyahu, the then prime minister of, uh, of Israel, stood in the United Nations, stood in front of the Knesset, stood, stood everywhere, and started screaming. That uh, Iran was the largest threat to uh, to world peace. Uh, he had that red line. Everybody made fun of him. Remember this? Everybody made fun of him. Everybody thought that uh, that Bibi was a fool for pointing out Iran. Well, an Iranian official said that uh, if 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 they want to, they could uh, they could raise Tel Aviv and Haifa. So they're talking about the genocide of millions and millions of people. Uh, I'm wondering how many. Of the world, how much of the world' bodies can actually care about this? Uh, we know the United Nations isn't really going to care. We know that uh, we know that nobody's really going to say anything about this. And we we hope that Israel will be able to defend themselves if Iran decides to attack Israel. I'm I'm sure they will be. I'm sure I'm sure they'll be able to defend themselves. But isn't it curious that a country could get up a democratic country who's a uh, 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 well, democratic, a country could get up, a recognized country could get up and say, we're going to destroy another recognized country and the world is quiet? Seems a little weird to me. I wonder why that is. I want to discuss that and a whole lot more here on Political Hitman, right here on Israel News Talk Radio. You could join in the conversation. love to hear from you. I'd love for you to join me and talk to me. It is a talk show. It'd be great to talk to you. Three zero one seven six eight four eight four one is the number in North America. In Israel, the number is zero two six five zero zero one five one. It will be uh, it will be a pleasure to join me to join you for you to join me on the air. Uh, I'll get that right one day. It'll be a pleasure for you to join me on the air. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, I have a lot to say about this and a whole lot more. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk about a lot of a lot of different things. I'm Howie Silvergirdle, this is Political Hitman, right here on Israel News Talk Radio. political hypnosis. You could join in the conversation by calling me 301-768-4841 It's the number North America In Israel number 0265-00151 The other day I got a call from a friend who told me that uh, there's a movie coming out that I'm going to find Outrageous. I said, Outrageous? An American movie, Outrageous? I haven't found a movie Outrageous in years. My friend said to me, no, 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 you're going to be horrified when you see this movie. I said, wow, horrified. So Outrageous and Horrified. Two great adjectives. (laughs) What's the movie? They tell me, it's a movie about the biography of of Leonard Bernstein. Uh, Bernstein, of course, wrote, uh, wrote a lot of American classics. He was a composer. He wrote a lot of American classics. He told me in this movie, Bradley Cooper is playing Leonard Bernstein. And he put on a nose that, that's supposed to be a Jew nose. He had a Jew face. I said, I don't know what a Jew face is. He says he put on a big nose. And we should be insulted because it's stereotypical of Jews. This is anti-Jewism at its best. And we should be, we should be outraged. I looked at my friend in in, in absolute shock. And I said, really? This is what you get outraged about? This is what you get upset about? That some movie producer put a nose on a non-Jewish actor to make him look like the character he's playing? This, This upsets you? We don't have bigger problems to worry about? And of course, we do have bigger problems to worry about because Iran just declared war on Israel. So we have much bigger problems to worry about. A top Iranian official threatened to raise Tel Aviv and Haifa, at least according to Ynet. Ynet reported this. Here's the quote. Upon an order of the supreme leader of the Islamic revolution, we will raise Tel Aviv and Haifa to the ground for any mistake made by the enemy, Israel. That that was a quote from the commander of the Iranians' army ground forces, Kirmour Hidiri. And he, he's, he told us to the Fars News Agency. Hidiri was also quoted as saying that the Israeli-occupied territories will be liberated in less than 25 years. He also stated that the range of Islamic Republic's drones and missiles have increased, indicating that they could pose a threat to Israel. Now, the comments come a day after it was reported that security forces in Thailand recently foiled an Iranian plot to attack Israeli and Western targets in the country. An Israeli agent, um, excuse me, an Iranian agent, it wasn't an Israeli agent, it was an Iranian agent, uh, who was arrested in Indonesia with a fake Bulgarian passport, is believed to have been mastermind behind the planned attacks. He worked with other elements to establish terrorist infrastructure and sells in Thailand. Now, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett earlier on Tuesday commented on Iran and said, the days of immunity in which Iran attacks Israel and spreads terrorism via regional proxies but remains unscathed are over. We are taking action everywhere, at any time, and will continue to do so. He added that in recent years, Iran has crossed a series of red lines, especially enriching uranium at levels of 60%, without a response, and the world goes on. Israel cannot and will not accept such a situation. Now, Iran regularly threatens Israel. The commander of the Iranian Revolutionary Revolutionary Guard, Aerospace Forces, uh, Amir al-Hajizari, said a few months ago that Israel was doomed to disappear and that any action by Israel against the Islamic Republic would hasten their disappearance. Now, previously, in years past, the Iranian Foreign Minister, Hossein Amir abdullah spoke to the United Nations Durban conference, where he said that his nation's willpower is dedicated to the elimination of Zionism. And in April, Ishmael Ghani, the head of the Revolutionary Guard's Quds Forces, threatened that Iran will harshly confront Israel wherever it feels necessary. So Iran has been threatening Israel for years. Now, I seem to remember former Israeli Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu running around the world screaming that Iran is going to Iran is going to attack Israel, Iran is the biggest threat in the Middle East, in fact the biggest threat in the world to world peace, and Iran was going to attack Israel and destroy israel and and Bibi Netanyahu was screaming this across the world, and I remember Jewish organizations, North American Jewish organizations, and many different Jews around the world, prominent Jews around the world, saying that that Bibi Netanyahu was crazy, and that we shouldn't condemn Iran for trying to kill Israel. I remember this clearly, that people were making fun of him. There were a bunch of memes running around social media making fun of Bibi and his red line. But now we see Iran has crossed many red lines, and I don't even understand how that happened. Because normally when you put a line in the sand and say don't cross this line in the sand, when you cross the line in the sand, there should be some kind of repercussion. There wasn't. So Iran kept crossing lines in a sense. Like a little kid. You tell a little kid, don't do it. If there's no repercussion, the little kid will do it again. And then we'll do a little more. And you tell the little kid, don't do that, then they will do a little more. Unless there's repercussion, the little kid won't stop doing what's, what they're not supposed to be doing. Iran's the same way. Any country's the same way. If they push the boundaries and they see that the boundaries are movable, if you keep moving the goalpost, they're going to keep rushing forward to the goalpost. So, I have a red line. You cross the red line. I draw another red line. You cross that red line. I draw a third red line. The red lines don't mean anything anymore. There's no actual reaction. The red lines mean nothing. And that's what's happened with Israel. I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed in Israel as a country when it comes to defending themselves. It's, it's been a disappointment in mine for a long time. I, I feel that Israel has gotten soft, and that comes with affluence, and that's, that's the big problem. Israel became a, a country that's not starving and not, and not uh, on the verge of destruction anymore, on the verge of collapse anymore, and, and it becomes too self-confident. And when you become too self-confident, you start not believing what your enemy tells you. If my enemy tells me they want to kill me, I believe them. I have no reason not to believe them. Let's go to the phones. Antonio from uh, from the United States. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hey, how are you doing, Antonio?
3: Hey, howie. Um, I would make some comment. I do agree with you. With um, if your enemy are going to murder you, you, you better take it serious. Um, I think Iran has a serious problem. I don't know why this president of the united states i think pretty much he is evil um promote iran or trying to have a deal with iran with israel israel is a jewish state period does not it but it's an ant does not that is not of explanation or discussion
0: number one well, this president two, Antonio is trying to continue the the policies of uh, not the previous president but the president before that so it's just basically an extension of the Obama administration. So he's going back to all the old old Obama policies. I mean he has half a brain as president, so I don't think he could actually do anything uh on his own. So he has to rely on what he knows and what he knows is Obama policy.
3: Well true. But I do I do believe this man is is has a kind of evilness inside of him because he reminded me of what back when Stalin and Hitler was around. And when they say they're gonna do something, you better take it serious because they're going to do it and the world needs to open up because I see it like this. This everyone's everyone, from Jews to non Jews, period. And God forbid Iran get to get to do that. I pray that it never happens at all. But regardless of what, when a person or individual or a country make threats that is an act of war, and Israel needs to safeguard its people. All Jews and non-Jews should safeguard its people.
0: Uh, I agree. That's the government's first responsibility is to safeguard their people. Um, so, so it reminds me. It reminds me of um, uh, of a story that that's that's oft told, but not told enough. Um, in 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 June, actually, June twenty second. Nineteen eighty two. So it's it's how many years ago? About forty odd years ago. Uh, Joe Biden was senator from Delaware and confronted then Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Bagan during his Senate Foreign Relations Committee testimony, threatening to cut off aid to Israel. Now Begin forcefully responded, Don't threaten us with cutting off your aid. It won't work. I'm not a Jew with trembling knees. I'm a proud Jew with thirty seven hundred years of civilized history. Nobody comes to our aid when we were dying in the gas chambers and ovens. Nobody came to our aid when we were striving to create our country. We paid for it, we fought for it, we died for it. We'll stand by our principles, we'll defend them, and when necessary, we'll die for them again, with or without your aid. So Joe Biden was trying to cut aid to Israel in 1982 already. So uh, uh, while, while you're saying he's evil and that he hates Israel, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a long time with Joe Biden.
3: But see, the thing about him, what I don't realize, and it goes, this is how I see it. I personally believe, I believe that Trump, won the election, but Hashem decreed for Biden to be in this position to destroy the Democrat and uh, liberal parties and so forth. That's my personal belief because everything this man has touched, you know, crumbles. But how things are excelling in this world from all over the world and Iran, you know, coming into this situation with, you know, Obama and Biden um, players, and, and, and trying to destroy Israel, and real, and just clueless. And I pray, and I'll be honest with you, and I'll be honest with you, I just pray that Hashem crush their asses. Be quite candid with you. Yeah. Because enough is enough. You cannot call a cat a dog and a dog a cat. You Call it for what it is, the pure evil.
0: Antonio, I agree with you. Thank you pro- so much for coming up against the clock. I got to go. Thank you so much, Antonio. Okay. Okay. All right, so uh, you know, when I read those words from Menachem Begin that I'm not a Jew with trembling knees and I'm not going to bow to you, you know, you, you think you're the king, I'm not going to bow to you. I wish we had leaders in Israel that were that strong today. But the leaders in Israel today are only worried about foreign aid and uh, and and public perception. And and that's a big problem. We'll continue when we come back right here on Political Hitman. Give me a call, 301-768-4841 in North America. In Israel, 0265-00151. I'm Howie Sobergertis, his political hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. You're
2: listening to Israel News Talk Radio.
0: Iran has declared war on Israel. Iran has declared war. And it's not the first time, but we shouldn't ignore it anymore. Israel should not ignore this declaration of war. The Iranian government has said that they will raise Tel Aviv and Haifa on a whim. They could do it tomorrow, they said. And if they're ordered to do so, the ground forces say they'll do it. That, to me, is a declaration of war, and the Israeli government has the responsibility... To protect their citizenship, so when a country declares war in another country, the country that's being declared war upon, the, the country, the victim country, has the right to defend themselves, and should shouldn't hold back. Israel should attack Iran right now. Now I hate to say that because I hate putting Israeli soldiers in in the line of danger. I, I know many people who are in the Israeli army. And I know many people have children and grandchildren in the Israeli army, and I hate to put them in a line of danger. But a country has a better chance of survival, a better chance of of reducing the number of casualties in a war if they're on the offensive instead of on the defensive. And now an offensive-defensive war, because if Israel attacks Iran, it's in response to the Iranian declaration of war, which just happened. So if Israel attacks Iran, it's a defensive war. But if Israel takes the upper hand, then there's less of chance of uh, of, of many Israeli civilians dying. The government's first and only first and only responsibility is the protection of their citizenship, protection of their borders, and the well-being of the people who live in their country. Now, People tell me, uh, I've I spoke to a lot of people, and a lot of people tell me that you can't take these threats seriously. Iran likes to thump their chest. It's like Iraq uh, before the Gulf War. He was, uh, Saddam Hussein was thumping his chest, saying, I have weapons of mass destruction. And he had nothing. And they went and they attacked uh, Saddam Hussein. They killed him. And they found he had nothing. That he really didn't have anything. He was lying because that's what people in the region do. They thump their chest. The, uh, the one who appears to be the strongest is the mightiest in, in that region. But why take the chance? Why take the chance? We know that Iran is, uh, is creating nuclear bombs. We know that. And we know the United Nations isn't going to do anything about Iran's creation of nuclear bombs because the United Nations just appointed North Korea as part of their nuclear disarmament committee, as the head of their nuclear disarmament committee. North Korea is chairing the United Nations. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because it's, it's a joke. North Korea is chairing the United Nations Disarmament Committee, the committee responsible for uh, encouraging com- countries to disarm and to, to, to get rid of nuclear weapons. That's how much of a joke the United Nations has become. So without the United Nations, put them aside, Israel's pretty much on their own. Not that the United Nations ever helped Israel or cared about Israel. Uh, another 100 condemnations this year for sure. Uh, so so put the United Nations aside, who cares what you know about the United Nations? Israel's on its own. And Israel must find a way to defend themselves from Iran. If I, I always take my enemy seriously. I have to. I, I can't imagine that if somebody walked up to you and said to you, I'm going to punch you in the face. Tomorrow, if you I see you on the street, I'm gonna punch you in the face, you would take it seriously. So why shouldn't the country? in North America, 0265-00151 in Israel. My name is Howie Sobiger. This is Political Hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. Love to talk to you, love to chat with you. Give me a call, 301-768-4841 or 0265-00151. Those numbers are available on the top of the page at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Now, Israel's been through quite a bit of war. Uh, they, they've never had decades of peace. And, and it's, it's a shame. I, imagine a country that's constantly under attack. If not military attack from, from, uh, from the outside, terrorist attack from the inside. If not terrorist attacks from the inside, uh, financial attacks, uh, attacks, on, uh, uh, attacks on the economy, attacks on, uh, attacks on everything. People attacking Israel from all sides all the time. And with all these attacks and with everything else, Israel built themselves up to be a beautiful country, a country with, the high, with, with a huge GDP, a country that's able to support itself, a military leader in the region, an agricultural leader in the region, a, a, a gorgeous country. They, they made the desert bloom. Of course, that, that, that came with a little bit of guidance from, from God, but, but there they are. Israel is a beautiful country. But it's a beautiful country surrounded by enemies, by people who want to destroy Israel, and their friends who pretend to be friends with Israel. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but what about the friend of my enemy? Is that my friend too? Not always. So the United States likes to play this game, and and it's a terrible game to play, and they use the countries in the Middle East kind of as pawns in this huge chess game that they play, it's all about manipulating the price of oil and manipulating the the price of other resources they get from the region. Uh, Arms sales, for sure. Uh, money that they get from the region. So they play this game of manipulation, and and it's a, it's a really sad game because they're playing with people's lives. But that's the game they play. So in the uh, between 1950 or 40 and uh, and 1999 the Cold War between the United States and, uh, and Russia existed. And Israel was the United States proxy, and the Arab countries were the Russian proxy, and they, they fought proxy wars in, in the Middle East using, using the lives of Arabs and the lives of Jews as, as their, uh, their playthings. And then the Cold War ended, and, and the United States realized that Russia was broke and the USSR fell apart and nobody really had money in that region. And they couldn't supply the armaments to the Arabs. So what they were doing was they were supplying the armaments to the Jews, and they were supplying the armaments to the Arabs. And then in order to test their military equipment, they were having the Arabs fight against the Jews. So that happened in the 80s and, and, and 90s. Today, it's a little more complicated than that. Today, you destabilize the region in order to manipulate gas prices. So America forced Ukraine to go to war with Russia. They, they forced that war. That war wasn't going to happen. Well, it might have happened eventually, but it wasn't going to happen when it happened. But, but Biden needed a distraction. He needed a distraction from his failing presidency. So he pushed them into war. By pushing him into war, it drove, it drove up inflation. It drove up gas prices across the world. It drove up the cost of almost everything across the world. But it distracted people. People who now were starting to struggle paying their bills. They were distracted from noticing that Biden was doing nothing as president. Presidents tend to do that. There is no added value for the United States to have Israel and Iran go to war. The United States doesn't benefit from this. But they did announce yesterday, the, uh, the foreign ministry of the United States did announce yesterday that they would protect Israel if anything happened to them. But what does that mean? There was no real definition of what they meant by protecting Israel. And Israel can protect themselves. They have the the largest army in the region. They have the strongest army in the region. Maybe not the largest, but the strongest army in the region. So they can protect themselves. But I think a preemptive attack, I think the hell with world opinion, who cares what the world thinks? The heck with them. Israel should go out and take care of the problem themselves, like they always have. But Israel's gotten weak. I just got a message saying they'll, they'll, they'll protect us they'll protect israel like they protected ukraine <laughs> it's true they didn't they said they would and they didn't and there's millions millions of, uh, of examples of that of the united states promising to protect the country and then not doing anything to to, to protect them just just leaving them out there to to be destroyed uh, america is not your not your friend I remember years ago, I went to a conference, and uh, Yossi Baylin, who was the uh, deputy foreign minister at the time of the State of Israel, was uh, speaking at the conference. And I had the opportunity to, uh, to interview him afterwards. Uh, I didn't find myself—I uh, I didn't think it was a, a, a very great opportunity. I didn't, uh, I didn't really enjoy the interview. I don't like, really like the man. But I, uh, I interviewed him afterwards, and, I, and he said to me, listen, he says, we don't need American aid. We don't need— this is about 25 years ago. He says, we don't need American aid, and we don't need donations from Americans. We don't need United Jewish Appeals raising money or, or you to buy Israel bonds. We, we, we have enough money in Israel to be able to protect ourselves and enough weaponry in Israel, and, and our war machine is big enough in Israel that we can protect ourselves. So why is Ameri- why, why Israel still taking American aid? I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess uh, American money is cheap and free. Uh, why they're still taking American aid is beyond me. 25 years ago, the government of Israel said, we don't really need it. So, if they didn't need it 25 years ago, they definitely don't need it today. So, if we don't care about American opinion, and if Israel doesn't care about, uh, shouldn't care about world opinion, then why not take out Iran? Take out the Mullahs. Take out the Ayatollahs. Deal with the issue. Protect your citizenship. It just seems like such a simple solution. And I don't think it would take Israel very long to wipe, out, to wipe out the Iranian leadership and free millions of people, millions of Iranians that have been held hostage under this, this crazy, radical Islamic leadership make Iran into a, into, into a normal country again. Not like the Americans made Iran into a normal country. Don't put a puppet government in there. But take out enough of the leadership of Iran in order, to, in order for normal people to rise up into leadership roles and take over the country. It's the only... Save millions of people at the same time. Look, we saw it fail for America in Iraq. We saw it fail for America in Afghanistan. Uh, Israel might be able to do it better. I'm Howie Silberger. This is Political Hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. Feel free to call in. Numbers are on the top of the page at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Political hitman. I'm Howie Soberger. This is Political Hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio. You could join me in conversation. Just call in 301-768-4841 in North America. In Israel, 0265-00151. Those numbers are always available. So if you didn't write them down, I know you didn't. Those numbers are always available right there on the top of the page at Israelnewstalkradio.com. So where do we go from here? The world is not going to protect Israel. There's no way that any country in the world is going to stand up and protect Israel. So the United States is definitely not going to protect Israel because they're not going to jeopardize their 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 nuclear agreement with Iran. <laughs> That's a big joke. Uh, the United States pulled out of that nuclear agreement under Donald Trump, and then went back into it with um, with um, current moron Joe Biden. Uh, so, so they're not going to uh, they're not going to try to sh- they're not going to shake it up uh, and and protect Israel from, from Iran because they're not going to jeopardize this billion dollar deal they made with Iran. So, if they're not going to uh, if they're not going to do that, and America's not going to protect Israel. And we can't rely on, uh, on any other on the European countries to protect Israel. We see how they jumped to the protection of Ukraine. So uh, why would Israel be any different than, than Ukraine? So nobody jumped to their protection, so nobody's going to jump to protection of Israel. So the only thing, the only way that Israel could protect themselves, the only way, the only solution to this problem is that Israel has to protect themselves. So, Bibi Netanyahu ran around for years yelling that Iran was going to be the biggest threat in the Middle East, uh, followed by China. But uh, he was worried about Iran because Iran kept threatening to, to destroy Israel. And now Iran has literally made a war call on Israel. They, they literally declared war on Israel. I, um, I'll read you the quote again because the quote is kind of unbelievable. And, and people will tell me tomorrow, I know after listening to the show, people are going to tell me tomorrow, they're going to send me emails, and they're going to uh, send me messages saying, Howie, it wasn't that question of war, but, but listen to what they said. You know, believe your enemy when they tell you what they want to do. And they're being very clear. Here's the quote. Let's, let's, let's listen to the quote. Let's hear the quote. Upon an order for, of the supreme leader of the Islamic revolution, we will raise Tel Aviv and Haifa to the ground. For any mistakes made by the enemy, Israel, the commander of the Iranian Army's ground forces, Kimuras Hidari, was quoted as having told the Fars news agency. Hidari also said that Israeli terrorists will be liberated in less than 25 years, which means that Iran plans to destroy Israel and annihilate the people of Israel. So, so when they talk about raising Tel Aviv and Haifa, you're talking about millions of people that will be killed in the raising of Tel Aviv and Haifa. They're not planning on walking in and saying like Israel like Israel does when uh, when, when they do any uh, when they do any military action anywhere in the Arab territories. They're not going to go knock on people's doors and say, "Hey, look, you know, we're coming in 2 days, so you know, get your guns ready to shoot us. We're coming in 2 days and uh, we're going to uh, do a military op- operation here. So, so get ready for us to come and and you know, maybe you want to leave your homes." They're not going to do that. That that's not the way any other army in the world works. They're not going to knock on doors looking for terrorists and, and put their soldiers in jeopardy. They're going to come in and they're going to raise, they're going to, they're going to bomb, carpet bomb Tel Aviv and Haifa, killing anybody who's there. Because infidels have to be killed. It's, that's the way it is. They, you can't let them live. Infidels have to be killed. And anybody living in Tel Aviv and Haifa are living on land that used to be a caliphate. And Muslim law says that you have to kill people who are living on caliphate land. So they're talking about genocide. They're talking about the mass murder of Jews less than 80 years after the Holocaust. And a world which screams never again, this is what we hear all the time, never again, never again, never again, It's a hollow call. It's a hollow scream. Never again means that we have to get up and we have to take out Iran. That's what never again means. When the Nazis rise up and say, we want to eliminate the Jews, we're going to annihilate the Jews, we're going to take the Jews, and we're going to kill them, we're going to push them into the sea, we're going to burn them in gas chambers, we're going to rise up and stop them before they come to kill us. We have to learn, as Jews, we have to learn lessons from history. We have no choice. Or we're all just gonna keep repeating it over and over again, as we have for centuries. Problem is Jews get very complacent wherever we are. We get very complacent. And we're very happy. We become fat cows. We we, we, we earn money, we become fat and lazy. And we get comfortable. And we say, Okay, we're comfortable wherever we are, nobody's gonna bother us. We've been accepted till now. Why, why are they going to bother us now? It's the exact same attitude the German Jews had before the Holocaust. Well, I'm more German than I am Jewish. Why would they bother me? Well, guess what, buddy? You still went to the gas chamber. You still went to the crematorium. You still got a bullet in your head because you were a Jew. Iran destroying Israel or threatening to destroy Israel. is akin to the final solution it's a continuation of hitler's plight to destroy the jewish people iran doesn't care about the land of israel muslims don't care about the land of israel it has nothing really to do with the land it has to do with who is occupying the land it has nothing to do it's not a land war it never was a land war so this little thing about putting in there you know, the occupied territories were liberated in twenty-five years—that is a load of bunk. It had nothing. It has nothing to do. If this was a landlord, it would have been settled. If this was a land war, it would have been settled a long time ago. It's not a land war. This is a religious war. Jews cannot live in this land. Period. There's no negotiating. This land was a caliphate. Islamic law says that when there was a caliphate, nobody could control the land except for Islamic people. If there, anybody outside of Islam controls the land, they must be destroyed as infidels. Iran wanting to attack Israel and destroy Israel is a result of Islamic law saying that you have to destroy infidels living on land that used to be a caliphate. So don't pretend, and don't fake it, and don't, 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 don't give me the, the, the baloney that if Israel just gave up the occupied territories, or whatever those are, if Israel just moved out of, out of Judea and Samaria, if Israel just gave up half of Jerusalem, if Israel just gave up Tel Aviv, if Israel gave up Haifa and the Golan Heights, if Israel gave up the Negev and the Galilee, everything would be fine. It's not true. It is a farce. It is a, it is a piece of propaganda baloney. And unfortunately, too many Jews in the diaspora have bought into the garbage. So I know, I know a hundred percent that me calling on Israel to attack Iran, I'm going to get at least fifty emails telling me that that uh, that I'm crazy, I'm a radical, I'm, I'm 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 a crazy extremist. But am I? Am I really? How do you defeat a schoolyard bully? Do you let him keep beating on you? Do you let him keep taking your lunch money? What do you tell your children when there's a schoolyard bully? Do you tell your children to, to just cower in the corner and let the bully whip, the, whip them up? Or do you tell your children, punch that bully as hard as you can and that bully will move on to its next target? Uh, My advice to my kid would be, punch that bully as hard as you can. And if he comes back again, punch him again. We must defend ourselves. The world doesn't care. They stood by while millions and millions of Jews were killed during the Holocaust. They knew what was happening, and they stood by and did nothing. During many defensive wars that Israel had to fight, Israel was attacked seven, eight times. And then the world had the audacity, the audacity to say any land you captured after you were attacked and defended yourself, you have to give back. You have to reward the people who came to kill you. That's audacity. We should all be outraged by this. And the United Nations should be disbanded immediately. There is no use for that organization anymore. It is, a, it is a club, a country club, for dictators and despots. And it's being funded by the world. It's disgusting. Israeli government has the obligation to defend its citizenship. It has the obligation to send its troops out and defend its citizenship. And if the world condemns Israel for defending themselves and condemns Jews for wanting to live I'd rather be a condemned Jew who is alive than a memory or a footnote in a museum somewhere. I'm just revolted by the fact that governments, that countries that claim to be democratic, claim to support democracies and and support the freedom of people have remained silent for so long. When it comes to the Iran threat, I'm revolted that consecutive governments in Israel have done nothing to mitigate the problem. Have been begging the United States instead of taking care of the problem themselves. It's a very sad situation, and millions of lives hang in the balance. The only thing protecting us now is God. Thank God He's there. I'm Howie Sobiger, this is Political Hitman, here on Israel News Talk Radio. I want to thank you for joining me. I'll be here again next week, as I am every week, right here on Israel News Talk Radio, and I, uh, I hope that you could join me every week. Until then, have a great week, and may God bless Israel.